This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome to the Attacking Scrum podcast, another Rugby World Cup special for you. This one coming to you all the way from Nantes. And uh, myself and Dan have been here for a good few hours now. We've had a fantastic day, uh, cracking trip over. Plenty of coffee for Dan, a few beers. We've had uh, a good night watching France demolish Italy in, uh, in the local bars here. Real atmosphere building. In terms of the the French side, but obviously we're here for uh, for Wales, and uh, it it feels um a bit strange actually Dan being here knowing that we're going to be going through to the quarterfinals, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit bit of a bizarre feeling, isn't it? We don't usually have this. Um... My biggest fear was this game was going to be was going to be a dead rubber, and we we're already out. And uh, the fact that it's you know we need one losing bonus point to top the group. It's a, it's a it's a brilliant position to be in. It's a great position, even though there's not a great deal riding on the game. I still think it's an absolute must-win in terms of confidence. So I'm I'm there's still a fair bit in it for me, but I know you're on the other side, aren't you? Well, it's like super relaxed. I, I feel relaxed about it, but I know what you mean. There's a, a lot to be said for for building momentum, and especially with this side, I think. Do you? Well, when you think of where we've come from in a relatively quick period of time, you can very quickly lose that, can't you? I think we're in a different place now altogether. But still, I think you know Gatlin will, you know, Gatlin will see this as a game that is critically important. I think, and that we need to we need to win. He won't. He doesn't mention that, does he? But it's all. Um, Do you think the team selection reflects that the way that yeah. yes, there's been some changes, but at the same time, it's not that. The wholesale changes that we saw against Portugal, it is six changes and players who are, you know, would be on the on the verge of the side anyway. Yeah, I think he's been quite quite clever with his changes, and we know that when we do make wholesale changes, it very rarely works for us. We seem to lose all uh, all continuity. I mean, the one game where it's worked wonderfully well in the past is that Tonga game that me and you went to. Many, how long ago was that? But. Five, 2018 I think yeah five years ago other than that it's never really worked I think you know we've had quite a long layoff so we need to we need to see a lot of the combinations the boys play again so yeah I think his selection does reflect the fact that we're putting out a very strong side and you know I think we'll have I think he knows his side for sure agree but a number of people a number of the boys will you know they'll have to have incredibly good games will it still be enough even if they have you know, man of the match performances. I, I, I probably think not, but it's going to still be competition, isn't it? Competition for places. 
Um, and he's probably he's looking at the injuries as well. So yeah, it's a strong strong side we've got going out. Yeah, it is, and it's interesting now what you say about some of the players. And I agree. I think he knows his best fifteen. I think there's a few players playing for bench positions. I think Dewey Lake has needs to have a very big game uh, in order to make that. I think Tommy Raffle is one who's who probably playing for a bench position in the quarter final. Um, but I mean, you're right though. There's more to it than that. This is the end of the pool stages, and if you can just go into that quarter final with with confidence, whoever it's against, getting a good win. I think it's more about a good performance against Georgia as much as anything. I don't think you, you know. I don't think you need to go out and try and tie a fifty point win. But if you get a good performance and all the units look really aligned, the line out goes well, the scrum goes well. And there's some some nice moves in the back. I think it it does be build really well ahead of heading to Marseille. Yeah, it does, and that's what that's what you know. Gatlin sides tend to do, don't they? We're really organised. Everybody everybody knows their roles, and we you know he keeps it nice and simple. And if that happens, then and we're pragmatic, we'll we should win the win the game comfortably. Coming back to your point about you know boys playing for positions on the bench. I honestly think that Dewey Lake, if he has a man of the match performance, I still don't think he makes the he makes the quarter final squad. I think it's I think Elias is a shoe in and I think Elliot D will be on the bench. A lot of people probably disagree with that, but that's that's what I think. But I do agree that Raffle um Let's let's say sixteen out of sixteen lineouts, two tries, man of the match, scrum goes well, and he's still not in that side for you. Yeah, I think I think on past on past performances, there's I just can't see him dropping dropping D. I think Elias is a shoe in to start. Agreed, absolutely agreed. And 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 this this you know he's rested. I can't see D. You know he's so reliable in his position. Gatlin's always been a big fan of D, isn't he? Pivak wasn't. I know he's had a few injuries, but 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 Gatlin likes him. Um, he doesn't let doesn't let us down. His his line out. His line-up throw is excellent, is it? He can come on and throw throw back ball. Um, gives us another option. I just, you know, when you put it like that, yeah, could he, could you know, could he creep in? I think Derry Lake's time will come definitely, mm. but I think it's not going to be in this World Cup. I agree, and I think that that's a great role though. Yeah, to play. And I think you know what, whatever happens, Lake is going to be a star of you know a star for Wales going forward. He's just got agreed, yeah. He's got he's such a physical presence. His ball carrying is so good. He tackles so hard. As we know, the only bit that it, and his leadership is fantastic. The only bit that he's missing is his darts can be iffy. And if I'm honest, I thought his time was going to come during this World Cup. However, Elias has been absolutely superb to start with. And you're right, you're right. You just can't fault D coming off the bench and and uh, and making a, a really positive impact in doing that. So. Yeah, it's it's very very tricky. I mean, we'll we'll see. Whatever happens, I really do hope he has a big game and and causes a, a selection headache for Gatland. Yeah, well, I mean, Gatland like Gatland clearly really likes him, uh, as I as I do, mm. you know. But um, you know, making him his co-captain, I just think that uh, that co-captain thing, he's still gonna have a, if he you know if he doesn't make the if he doesn't make the squads, you know, when it when it gets through to the to the knockout, he'll still have a. It's still going to be a massive honour, isn't it? To be, it's still a massive honour to be co-captain. He'll have a big presence around the squad, and um, 
I still think it'll serve him very well. Raffle. Everybody's talking about Jack Morgan, and quite rightly so. But I, <laughs> Raffle's a phenomenal player, isn't he? Still only 24. Loads of experience. Same scenario then, Dan. Tommy Raffle wins four turnovers in the game. 100% tackle completion rate. Uh, grabs grabs a, a breakaway try as well. Could he ask Jack Morgan from the seven shirt under any scenario? Puts in a drop goal. Um, I think there is a possibility yes later on into the well let's say we (laughs) go go on (laughs) okay let's say we get got your flights booked for Paris as well have you yeah well um, let's say we get if we win the quarter right Mm -hmm. depending on who we face I, I think there could potentially be an argument if we're looking to be over the ball more. Um, it's hard to imagine that at the moment, isn't it, with, with, with Jack Morgan. There's so much chat about him. By the way, he's unbelievable. But the referee is as well. Mm. So it could be a case of looking at how we're going to win. And Gatland, Gatland's a master tactician, I think, in terms of the selections and and sort of getting one up on size in terms of working out where we can get an advantage. So I wouldn't rule it out. I I mean, again, I'm trying to think back over the years and think the odd occasion where he's done that. I think of the occasions where he, like, he picked Paul James against Australia because he thought, right, he would be more of a scrummaging threat than Gethin Jenkins. What a great prop. It was a great prop, yeah. Both sides. Strong, strong as an ox on both sides, yeah. And I think there's the odd occasion like that. At the moment, I think in Jack Morgan you have a player who is playing so well, I just don't see any scenario where you can drop him. I do, you know, no, again, I think Reffle's fantastic, but I, I think Reffle will be very much geared up to coming off, coming on off the bench for the for the quarterfinal. Again, regardless of of how he gets on. Do you think we could see both of them? Nope. Back row balance is so good. You know, Wainwright. Uh, Again, I think, yeah, obviously we mentioned this with Murph a couple of weeks ago. It is like you've had a time machine and you've got the same Aaron Wainwright from 2019. Athletic, explosive, line-out option. Uh, gets through so much grunt work as well. Tackles, um, defending line-outs, so, so influential. That, you know, he he's the six that we were looking for before the World Cup that we'd kind of completely forgotten about. Morgan at seven is you know this this perfect blend of a ball carrier, good over the ball, intelligent footballer, and Toby's Toby. Yeah, I don't see I don't see any scenario where you'd you'd risk mixing and matching to pick two two sevens in that back row. Yeah, no, it's a it's a good point. We've definitely found a balance, haven't we, in that back row that we haven't had for quite a while. Um, so it's hard to imagine sort of a time that you would disrupt that but I there's something with Raffle that you know I, I, I just wonder whether we may you know we may see him coming into you know coming into that back row only time will tell yeah I don't I don't see it in this in this World Cup I think it's uh, I think again Raffle's time will come with Derby then yeah um, I, I think I think it it's going to be really difficult. I think even if both of them have brilliant performances, it's going to be very difficult to break into that side. Um, but you never know. I mean, the other thing, Dan, is, and we mentioned this on the way over, that 
we've not had any injury concerns throughout this mm-hmm. World Cup, and that's it might uh, be forced, yeah, yeah, and that's very and that let's be honest, it's likely to happen at some point. So, it is important to keep that whole thirty-three man squad interested, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and it seems like he, you know, Gatlin's got that. It seems like a very happy camp, doesn't it? Oh yeah, certainly from the bit. outside, and you can you can sort of sense it, can't you? So. Yeah, it's a good point. No one talks about injuries. We've been pretty lucky at the moment, haven't we? Pretty play, pretty plain sailing. Fingers yeah. crossed. Touching the headboard at the moment. Touching that, plywood, yeah. Yeah, hopefully that uh, that continues. Um, yeah, any other uh, any other selections that you think? I, d- I don't know. For, for me, it's one of those where that, that squad selection looked great, I think. You don't risk you don't risk bigger the momentum's with Anscombe, which again probably brings us on to I'll to think. the next one. You know, something that we've yeah. This brings us right back to the last World Cup, Dan. Number ten. Number ten. Let's say Anscombe goes really well again against Georgia. Who starts the quarter final? I don't think it's clear cut that the bigger starts. If 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 Anscombe goes well again. The backs do move differently under Anscombe. He poses a very different threat, doesn't he? And when he's purring, he is. He's he's beautiful to watch, isn't he? Yeah. Bigger is beautiful in a different way. Um, it did work so well, didn't it? Where we where we did have Anscombe starting, and Bigger coming in off the bench. Bigger obviously hated that, but yeah. when he came on, he just controlled and. You know, we just looked so composed, didn't we? So I do think that there is a there is a chance that that Anscombe could move into that number one position. Actually, big call that. Again, maybe it'll come down to who we're playing against. All right. So scenarios then. There's three possible scenarios for who we're gonna play in that quarterfinal. Really. It's it's you know let let's assume that we get that one match point that we need to top the group, which takes England out of the equation. It means it's Argentina or Japan. I mean, is there is there realistically a a play to have? You know, do, would that matter tactically who you pick the ten or do you just pick whoever you think the best ten is? In the in, in the quarter. quarterfinal, yeah. No, I don't. Th- I don't think it would be so important out of those two for that particular game. But who would you start then? I think it would be the one after. Who would you start for the quarters? I, if if Anscombe goes goes well tomorrow and the backline purrs, mm. I'd stick. I'd stick. I'd would stick, you? Yeah, I'd stick with Anscombe, and have um, bigger have, come have, on. have bigger come up, come come off the bench. Yeah. I think it's a it's a it's a, what an amazing option to have when we for, didn't when for we, some reason you using the words the backline purring has started to sway me because but prior to that I just thought pick bigger all day long as brilliant as yeah. Anscombe was against Australia bigger's the one in the box seat but I just think we haven't the backline we haven't looked I thought we looked dangerous against uh, against Aust- against Australia mm. um, I like the way. I like the way he sort of takes the ball, you know, takes the ball flat, and I think Anscombe, when he, when his tails are up as well, and the momentum's with him, I, I, I think it would be a real shame to stop that. Um, 
he was so good against Australia. If he goes again, if he if we if the whole side goes well again, I I th- I think I think Gatland is looking towards this as well. I do I do. If he goes really well against Georgia, I could see him. I could see him him giving him that 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 shirt. Is there the so, is there something as well having comp yeah you because know, competition for places, we always think you know if you if you're, if you're head coach of a club side or a region right. Having competition for places is great because people are pushing each other throughout the course of a season. Generally, you probably want more of a settled side when it comes to major tournament rugby and knockout rugby. Do you see a scenario where it is it is better for Gatland to almost know, or sorry, for Gatland to not know who his best ten is and say, right, come on, give me a real a real selection headache here? Yeah, it's a really interesting question really because you. The obvious thing is to probably say no because you you want to know who your ten is, and actually, you know everyone else outside. Yeah, of that you build that around that. Yeah. Builds a, builds around builds around the ten. But I actually think that because we've when we are bigger, we rely so much on individual plays that he does. So whether it's a kick, you know, it's a kick chase, he regains it, we go again, or you know, monster kick to the you know monster kick to the corner, a masterclass from him. But it's a lot of big plays from him. Anscombe, Anscombe works the team in a very in a very different way, but sometimes it doesn't quite work, does it? I mean, I, it's going to be really interesting to see how he goes with nine, because he worked so well with Gareth, mm. and he hasn't got Gareth. He knows Thomas, but will it work? So, you know, that's that's an that's an interesting dynamic as well. But, um, yeah, there's something. It's it's kind of like you know when. When Wales were purring under Priestland, so I'm saying purring. It's getting into your head, though, isn't it? The back line, we were we were fizzing, weren't yeah. we? Yeah. And there was something in that Australia performance that well, I really liked. Interesting. With having him at ten. Interesting. Lots and lots to, to mull over ahead of this game. And we're going to continue mulling these things over and seeing if that back line does get purring uh, when we go into <laughs> the second part of the show. But first, we're going to take this quick break. You're listening to the Attacking Scrum at the Rugby World Cup and we're genuinely here. We are here now. Well, it's not. It's not live when this goes out. Dan, it's live while we're recording this, but it's not going to be live when it goes out, is it? Because it's all going out in the morning. But one o'clock in the morning. Thank you for thank you for ruining that link. Nonetheless, Uh, always rely on me for that. uh, You can indeed dropping the dropping the ball over the try line. But you are still listed to the attacking scrum at the Rugby World Cup. uh, Thanks to our sponsors at MSG Tours for getting us over here. We are so excited to be here, and we're going to be bringing you more stuff uh, throughout the course of this weekend as well so make sure that you subscribe to the attacking scrum on apple podcasts or on uh, spotify wherever you keep up to date with your podcast but uh yeah we're heading towards wales georgia and dan this is the thing that's, that i find really really weird is we are talking about the quarterfinals and it's not getting ahead of ourselves because we know we've got one to prepare for and feels how, a bit wrong though, doesn't it it does but how much do you think that's a that's a positive for the Welsh camp, is there a danger that you take your eye off the the ball for the Georgia game, or do you think Gatlin's got them really well drilled for this? I think Gatlin's got them really well drilled. I've got no, 
had no hesitation in saying that either. I think they're so well drilled, and he will he he won't allow them to you know get carried away or anything like that. But I think there's just, there'll be a quiet confidence with their everything will be on this on this next game building, and everything will be mapped out. You know, um, with a, with a, with a plan moving forward, and everyone knows exactly what you know what's what's got what's got to be done. And I think that those that are playing. Uh, as important, you know, the the ones that aren't playing are as you know as important as the ones playing. It seems like he's got a really good cohesion going, doesn't it? Really, really happy camp, and um, that's massive, huge for, for for us to go, you know, that little bit that little bit further. But we feel it feels feels we feel we look confident, don't we? Feel quite confident by the game tomorrow as well. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah I think I think you you're right. It is about momentum and it is about getting a getting a good result and, and building to that quarter final and I mean from there like, oh, I don't know. You I, I don't I don't Can we yeah. dream? We, we always said that we were we were fortunate that we're on the easy side of the draw. And the thing was get out of the group and anything can happen and we are out of the group and anything can happen now because you know, realistically we're gonna be playing Argentina or Japan. Neither of whom, to this point, have set the World Cup on fire. You know, there is always a danger that Argentina have a big game in them, as they've shown. Yeah. You know, in the Rugby Championship, they've, you know, over the years they've had a heavy defeat against South Africa one week and then beating New Zealand the next. You know, you, yeah. you, you, you cannot take them for granted. But uh, would I rather be in their position or ours? I'd definitely rather be in ours. Would you? Yeah, I would. I mean, they, they, I. Yeah, they're a, they're in, they're a trick. They can be a tricky side in the World Cup, can't they? They've, um, as you say, once that anthem starts, the emotion kicks in. They can spring a sort of a surprise performance mm. out out of somewhere, even if they've had a you know a dire, you know a dire couple of games or whatever. They'll they've got it within them, haven't they, to really rally the troops and go well. Uh, I'd much rather play Japan, um, yeah. which is an obvious thing to say, but they're not the same Japan as we've known, are they? No, the far, I think they're far from it. They're, um, they're, they're not the same as the 2019 yeah. side. We, but we, we, we spoke about it. Japan could beat them. You know, they, 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 do they have a game in them? I don't know. You know they I'm, could do, yeah. You know, they, that, that could happen. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't think we can look too far beyond that game because that is that that's that's knockout then and it's the biggest sporting cliche in the book isn't it about taking one game at a time it is but but i think you have to on that i mean you you know we lose we're out you know it's yeah but i mean even the game against georgia i think you have to look at what's in front of you because otherwise you get caught up and you end up even if you win with a clunky performance you stutter with that momentum. Yeah. So I do think you, you've got to look at what's in front of you. And if we can finish the group stage with a bang, it'll give a lot of confidence ahead of the ahead of the quarterfinal. Um, and from there, anything's possible. But but anything is possible. So I think it is just about getting the right yeah. getting the the right result in uh, in each of these games. Um, I th- what I think is, if we beat Georgia convincingly with a with a good solid display, um, combinations go well. 
I think we win that sem- we win that quarter final. Based based on what we've seen, I think not winning the quarter final would be a disappointment, whoever we play. It would be, but we we have done fantastically well to get to the you know to, to, to if you look where we are now, you take that before the before the tournament starts. Cast right? your mind, but cast your mind back to Six Nations and how poor it was. Yeah, you know, and how the size we didn't know anything close. In fact, even going into the World Cup warm ups, we didn't know even close to what the best fifteen twenty three yeah. was. No, I mean, I read that message out earlier, didn't I, from uh, my my. my my buddy Gareth that said that the boys have, have made us proud. They really have, haven't they? Uh, already. Um, the coaches have. You know, we were speaking about the coaches earlier, wouldn't we? What a job all of those coaches have done. You know, for sure. Gats, obviously. Um, Alex, Alex King. King yeah. um, Jonathan Thomas. Jonathan, yeah, Jonathan Thomas. Humphrey, you know, they, they, they've all, every single one of them has done fantastically well. But who's at the very top there? Gatland. Does it put to bed this myth that Gatland without Edwards is not the same, is not the same coach? Yeah, has to. The defence that we've seen has been incredible, hasn't it? Oh, to, to, this, to this point, it's been, it has been phenomenal. The ability to soak up pressure and just make tackle after tackle kind of not even really competing at the breakdown and just going, right, we're just going to tackle all yeah. day long. Yeah, tackle all day long, back the defence, but also, tactically, that game against Australia was, you know, perfect almost. It's difficult to say that it was perfection, but Gats identified again, didn't he, with those little bits where we could get those advantages. And whether it's Gats or whether it's the other team, he gets the right people in, in, in and around him, doesn't he? And he's done it again. So he is, he's, he's the man, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, it, it has been a, a brilliant turnaround from where we were in, where we were in February, March time. And so much of this, we, we've said it before, yeah, we must have said this numerous times, but he's the master of getting a tune out of players Ahead, you know, ahead of a World Cup, he knows how to prepare players for a World Cup. When he's got that extended period of time that you don't have in the Six Nations or the autumn, he he just turns players. They they step up another level. Yeah, it's 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 absolutely remarkable what he does. You look at like you look at Gareth Davis when he's brought him back from. You know, th- he looks like a new player, doesn't he? Yeah, he looks. He look. He looks. Yeah, he does. He looks as good as we as good as good as we've ever seen. And when he is, you know, he's firing. He's leading that defense. He's obviously, you know, brought in a massive amount of confidence to him. We all thought that he was probably gone, third choice at the at, 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 at the, the Scarlets, yeah. Um, and suddenly, you know, he's back. Um, Wainwright, yeah, in obscurity, gone. Um. You know, there's a couple. There's a couple of others, isn't there? Elliot, Elliot D. Yeah. Um, Adam Beard, I would say, has been rehabilitated in the last few games. Yeah, you saw when I was there in in Leon. I think Tom Adam, Francis. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, Tom Francis. His work rate's ap- ap- absolutely everywhere, isn't he? Got him into unbelievable shape, hitting hitting so many rucks, um, getting through a mountain of of work. Adam Beard, I think he was. Was he, was he winning his 50th cap? In, yes, in it Leon? was in Lyon. Yeah. yeah, so he was so up for that, that game, going round the, you know, round to the crowd and giving the fist pumps. Um, 
Gatter's always defended him, isn't he? As well, he said that he's obviously technically a very good player, but mm-hmm. he's not gonna. You're not gonna see the flashy stuff from him, which you do see with other second rows. That's not Adam Beers, but he looks rejuvenated because he, he was having a probably a, a difficult spell. Um, diff, very different Adam Beard. Um, Toby, out of this world, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, how many people were saying that Gatland is is I, I remember I remember hearing like you know Gatland's nothing without Sean Edwards. Well, that's definitely not the case. Yeah, it certainly looks that way, and hopefully that'll there'll be plenty more performances to back that opinion up. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, as you say, good performance against Georgia could uh, could put us in a could put us in a really really strong position. And uh, hopefully that uh, that will be the case. Right. What about what about this city then, Dan? We're in Nantes. It's twinned with a uh, twinned with Cardiff, and uh, it feels like it feels like there's a there's a bit of Cardiff about it, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. It's got a quite a few similarities, isn't it? You've got the uh, the dock. You've got the uh, really cool bar scene, haven't we? We've, yeah. we've gone through loads of bars, nice restaurants. Um, bit of an edgy feel to it, but you still feel pretty, you know, pretty safe. Um, yeah, there are there are some similarities. I've been didn't didn't quite know what to expect with Nantes, but no, me neither. So far, really impressed with it. Really like it, and actually, you know, what is this? Fairly late in the fairly late in the day now. Can't wait to get up tomorrow and uh, and really get stuck into the day and see a lot more of Nantes. Yeah, we got yeah loads of uh, loads of stuff lined up. So we're doing a live show uh, probably today as you listeners are listening to it, and that'll be uh, that'll be good fun. Cashing up with some Welsh supporters as we do that. Hopefully, we'll bring you uh, bring you a few highlights from uh, from that show later on in the day. Uh, we obviously have got the game itself to look forward to. I think we've got a few um, few interesting things in the evening as well lined up. We've got some Welsh music. Uh, that, that hopefully we're going to be taking on as well. Adwaith we're going to be seeing, which should be fantastic. Uh, possibly Sage as well uh, has been been knocking around Nantes. So yeah, it's the, yeah, it's um. You going to be up there as well to be singing a few songs? Uh, hopefully not. <laughs> if, uh, yeah, for the for the sake of uh, the sake of everyone else, I hope that I hope there's plenty more entertainment that uh, that's available uh, rather than that. But yeah, it's gonna be there's gonna be lots going on, and, and I think. Go on. We've we we haven't mentioned. I know there's uh, another another game, but the main the big game will be uh, Ireland Scotland. Keen to get your take on this, Dan. Have Scotland got it in them? Uh, it's, it's Scotland's year. Um, I I'm expecting a big performance from Scotland. I don't know whether it's because I want a big big performance from Scotland but I th- it's a massive game for them it's a it's a huge game um, I think I think Scotland are going to bring a bring a bring a big game tomorrow I know you're like no can't see it well, it might be wishful thinking on my part but I, gonna, I love watching I love watching this Scotland side as you know because I love Finn it. Russell but when you said it's a big game for Scotland that instantly means to me they won't win it pressure they don't win. They don't win big games. Yeah, no, but that's yeah. Yeah, when was the last big game? I know they've beaten England at Twickenham a couple of times and stuff, but 
they've consistently failed to kind of back those wins up. They've not been a consistent side. I'm not entirely convinced that it's a good thing switching your line out for a big game. I think that, you know, I know we've just been chatting about, you know, about Bigger and Anscombe and, and stuff like that, but obviously he's, he's taken Ben White out of the firing line because he's not quite clicked this tournament and he's hoping to get something else in terms of service from from Russell. Maybe, maybe that's the kind of the, the big call that is going to make me reassess and say that Greg Tandon is a, is a really good head coach. But don't know, for me, I, I think Scotland go into this quite comfortable underdogs and I see Ireland winning by 15 points. Yeah, I... I... I want to disagree with you, but I can't. Um, I think that Ireland, Ireland know their game so well and they will obviously heavily target Finn Russell. I don't think they'll allow him the time that Finn Russell mm. needs to, to really control um, control and influence the game. That Which is what we saw in the South Africa game, is yeah. that Scotland did lots of throwing the ball around all behind the game line and largely to very little effect. And Ireland is so good defensively that there's every chance that that could happen again, I think. Yeah, they've, I mean, they've, he, everything he does will have to be... will have to be, uh, you know, six-star. Six um, <laughs> is that a thing? No. No, it is now. <laughs> um and there's just so much pressure on him as well, isn't there? To, to me, it's more it's more than just Finn, though. I think, you know, obviously he's a, he's a terrific player. But, yeah, but so much goes through him, doesn't it? So much goes through him, but none of that matters unless you win the collisions up front. You know, rugby is the ultimate collision sport right now, and I think that's going to be the, that's going to be the biggest thing, is can they cope? And yeah. there seems to be this kind of slight myth about Ireland that they're not a powerful team. Because you've seen Ireland get on the, you've seen Ireland or Leinster on the odd occasion get overpowered by very powerful sides. I still think they're more powerful than Scotland. And, yeah, they are. They and are. yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be massive. If Scotland are going to get anything out of the game. They need to get players like Dempsey over the game line and and get the wingers and into the game off the back of some good front football. So I, I think it's a massive task. Well, the way the way in which they can. The way in which Scotland, you know, can get into the game is keeping it probably super tight and taking out. So as they're, as Ireland are going to be targeting Finn Russell, they need to target Sexton, um, and you know send send a lot down his channel instead of flinging it wide and trying to get on the outside edge. Yeah. I, I think is actually keeping it tight. I don't think they'll do that though. I think they'll still try and get on the edge. They'll try and get on the outside. But I'd I'd be sending the big you know I'd be sending the wingers down his channel as many as many, but uh, but Biden will be will be wise to that and be they'll protect as, as well, won't they? Because they they form those pods that are so tight um, that they're just so well organised. It's really difficult. And and then if you switch to the attack player, you know what they're going to do, but you can't stop it. As it's, much, <laughs> they're a difficult difficult team. Yeah, well, yeah, no kidding. And as much as Scotland will say that they're just going to concentrate on the win first, there is also that added factor that they have to win and deny Ireland a bonus point. 
which how much does that come into play in terms of mindset or do you believe them that they say right just go out and try and win the game first yeah I do think they, they can't even think of winning by what is it eight they've got to win by yeah um, it'll just purely be we've got to get we've got to win I don't think it, I don't think it comes into we've got to win by eight at all it's too that's too much isn't it what do you think yeah, you've just got to go out and win the game and, mm-hmm. and see what's happening in the last ten. If they're three up, yeah. If they're three up with seven minutes to go, then you start thinking, right, what do we do yeah. now? We've got a penalty. Are we going for the try now? Are we taking the three points? But you can't think like that. No. The start of the game, go. Oh, we're going to try and get a twenty-one point lead and defend it. Just you just can't. You've, there are so many things. There's that you've no got way to they, do would on discuss, the they would have no, discussed. They would have discussed that, will they? Um, they they can't have. If you said to me, would you, would you put would you put money on Scotland win? I wouldn't. Mm. But I just really would love to see them get you know get the win. Um, I just think it would be fantastic for the uh, for the tournament. And you and and Justin were saying there's going to be there's going to be an upset somewhere in the tournament. We haven't had one yet, have we? I haven't really? seen it yet. Fiji, Australia was probably the biggest one and I wouldn't I say it's a massive upset. It's not. It? No, it's not, is it? Really? Where, where, will the ups- where will the upset be? Yeah. Maybe it'll be deeper into, deeper into the tournament, but we could, could we see it this weekend? Well, if we were, I think that would be the one, wouldn't it? Scotland to get out of that. But I mean, imagine that after that win that Scotland as the win that Ireland had over South Africa were they lucky? I'm going to say no actually I don't think they were lucky because they matched South Africa for physicality which is a bloody hard thing to do they were in, they had a very effective game plan they took their points when they were on offer and South Africa didn't it's not their fault that South Africa didn't pick a goal kicker on the side and so no, I'm going to say they weren't lucky. I'm going to say they they took their points when they were on offer and South Africa didn't. So yeah, no, I, I, if that game was played again and it was the final and there's every chance it could be the final, long way to go before that, but if that game was played again, South Africa could well win it, but that's yeah. kind of what makes it what makes it fast. That's what made it such an engrossing contest is you didn't know who was going to win at any point during that game. Couldn't take your eyes off the TV. Couldn't take your eyes off it. Yeah, the intensity is something else, isn't it? When you watch, when you watch that game compared to some of the other games. Um, yeah, Ireland are a great size. Really well coached, well drilled. They're looking in fine form, aren't they? You know, can they? Can they keep it going? I think they'll keep it going tomorrow to get to the quarterfinals, and then I'm very intrigued to see what happens after that. But we probably shouldn't go any further than that. Starting to get late now, Dan, as well. So let's uh, let's put this one to bed, quite literally. Uh, get some kip, and uh, we're going to head out and explore ne- uh, Nice. We're going to head out and explore Nantes uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, so yeah, stick around with us here on the attacking scrum. And uh, yeah, as always, big thanks to our sponsors at MSG Tours. Uh, we'll be bringing you more content as the weekend unfolds. And uh, yeah, fingers crossed for a big Wales performance tomorrow and some exciting rugby elsewhere. But we'll be back to chat rugby with you very, very, very soon. Thanks for listening.
Social Podcast Network.